Welcome back to Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Services field representative, and I'm here with Annie Akmudi, our Western United Dairies economist. Welcome back, Annie, to the program. Happy to be here. So, Annie, you're joining us today because this morning we woke up to some exciting news from USDA, which is that they've released the details of the CFAP program. So that's the um, Coronavirus Food Assistance Program for those who um, are not aware. And that is the program of direct, which will provide eventually direct payments to producers who've suffered losses due to coronavirus. Yes, and I know we've been getting questions on this for weeks now. And so it was very, very well, um, you know, anticipated information. And so we, we finally have more details on this program. Yeah, so I guess the first order of business, Annie, is um, the biggest question we've been getting is when can producers sign up? So USDA has made the announcement that beginning next Tuesday, May 26th, the application forms and payment calculators are going to be available online. But with one little caveat, you, you can fill out your application online, but they recommend that every producer calls their local county FSA office to engage with them in that way as well before electronically submitting. Yes, and I've heard from different county offices that they're going to receive training here in the next few days. And so even if you called now, they might not be able to answer your questions. Some counties are going to start on Friday, some of them not till next Monday. And so there's um, a little bit of a delay there as, you know, FSA offices are trying to get all the information ready for taking applications on the 26th. Yeah, and, and next Monday is a holiday. So it just I think what one thing to stress to our producers as important as it is to jump on this and get going, have a little bit of um, patience with your FSA office as they wade through the learning process and just know that they're doing the best they can considering the work from home and the social distancing and the holiday that's coming up. Yes, absolutely. And the the application, you know, the FSA uh, will be handling everything, but when, you know, the details were posted this morning, there's um, $16 billion in funding that are available and to ensure that these are not, um, you know, that we don't go over that funding limit, and that's for all the commodities, the payments are going to go into two different payments. And so the first one is going to be 80% of an eligible participant's calculated payment, and then if there's money left, it's going to be a 20%, you know, less over if, you know, that $16 billion has not been um, reached. And so to give a little bit more detail, because I think the rate of payment has been one of the burning questions that many dairy farmers have had, um, it's going to be $4.71 per hundredweight times uh, the production for the first quarter of 2020. And then adding to that $1.47 times the production for the first quarter times a little adjustment tweak, you know, to reflect the fact that this is supposed to represent second quarter production, uh, but we're still using only Q1 uh, milk production because, you know, the second quarter data um, is not available. And so if you take all this to simplify this formula I just named, it would basically be like $6.20 per hundredweight times your Q1 production. Oh, that's actually making its way towards, you know, kind of evening out with what the actual milk price was at the beginning of this year. So that's quite a big help to dairy producers that have seen their price drop five, six, or seven dollars a hundredweight. Yeah, I think that's a, a much higher rate than most were expecting. Um, so yeah. this a lot of dollars are going to flow through this. And if you recall the the preliminary um, program information that we had gotten, there was supposed to be a cap of one hundred twenty five thousand um, dollars per commodity, and they actually raised the cap 
Um, the cap now is per person or legal entity, and so all commodities included, uh, but it's been raised to $250,000 in terms of the cap. And so that makes a little bit difference for, you know, somebody with one commodity going from 125 to 250. And in addition to that, something that we didn't have in the, the previous details is even that uh, total amount of payments, um, you know, it applies for a corporation, uh, LLC, or a limited partnership. And if the owners of the legal entity meet some provisions, um, basically there could be more payment if there's two different individual, individual owner of the legal entity. And so, for example, if you have um, LLC with two uh, individual owners, they could each be eligible to get the 250000 And so this operation would get 500000 And that limit goes up to, up to three, um, three partnerships, and so $750,000 per um, for operation really is the, the maximum on this, but that's a really big jump from, you know, the potential 125,000 we were looking at, um, you know, Absolutely. a month ago. Yeah. That'll make a huge difference to farmers that are finding themselves, you know, really on the edge during this time. One question a producer had for me this morning, Annie, is a lot of dairy producers raise and sell cattle separately from their dairy business, whether it's replacement heifers or bulls. Will those, um, cattle be counted in that cap or if they should they try to apply under the livestock um, rather than the dairy section of this uh, I, I don't I think that's maybe a bigger question for some of our smaller dairies but I got that question twice already today do we know any details about that yeah the livestock payment will be calculated um, differently and the, there's also assistance actually available uh, for cattle hogs and sheep um, and for sheep, it's lambs and yearlings only. But this, so there's different uh, rates for different livestock, and that's also going to be dealt with at FSA. Um, the, the difference, you know, with dairies are used to working with FSA, and so there's some of this information that might need to be um, submitted to FSA will be a, a little bit different. But it also um, applies to, you know, commodities who have livestock was lost uh, due to COVID-19, and elig eligible um production is a little bit different on that front and that um, if it was a, um, a a price that was already uh, sold, like if this cattle is already sold for a, a, a forward contract, it actually might not be eligible for um, receiving payments. So there's a little bit more tweaks there in the livestock payments that um, that apply. But if somebody is within the $250,000, you know, with their dairy and they, they face some losses on the, the cattle, I think it definitely is worth um, applying for it as well. Great. And I think kind of the bottom line I'm hearing throughout a lot of this, and the same message we got from the webinar USDA provided last week, was that um, really connecting with your FSA office ahead of the opening of the application is super important. So making sure that they have every bit of information they need from you, whether you're a dairy who's worked with them before and it's updating your production records or an entity that has never worked with FSA and and onboarding with them, try to get that done early, and then um, you can easily or more easily move through the process of signing up and getting the payments for yes. the CFAT program. Yes, and you remember we when we talked about that, that's a good point, how, you know, having your uh, information ready is definitely a, a big help. But we also brought up back when there was the issue of dump milk um, to keep track of that, and I think this is an example of when this would come in handy because dump milk production during months of January, February, and March would be eligible for assistance. And so, if, you know, producers kept a uh, record of that. That's definitely something that they want to, to include in their application. 
Yeah, and dumped milk not only includes milk that had to be disposed of, but also milk that was sent to, you know, calf ranch without payment or added back to a ration. That's all considered dumping. It wasn't received on the on the marketplace, so it, it was dumped. So um, hopefully producers kept good records of those instances. Right, exactly. So it's having, I think, record on files, and FSA hasn't said exactly what they're going to require, um, but I'm, I'm assuming they're not going to just take word of mouth, although they might, based on the situation. Um, we've seen a lot of crazy things happen, so it could be that they um, they just take producers' word for it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We keep hearing that word unprecedented and uncertain times, but those definitely are good descriptors for what's going on in the world and what's going on with this program. These unprecedented levels of of payments and, you know, just a, a program the likes of which we've never seen before from you. Yeah, we're, we're a long ways from the 10 cents per hundred weight payment, you know, that we were looking at for the trade wars um, compensation. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Great. Well, Annie, is there anything else we should alert our producers to for this bonus episode um, as far as this FSA program, besides the fact that they can reach out to myself, Darby, our office, you at any time if they have questions or should need support? Yes, absolutely reach out if there's any questions. We'll, you know, we'll keep um, digging into this as FSA gets their training and there's information available, but I would definitely look into this, um, you know, when sign up starts because I, I know we mentioned being patient with the office, but at the same time, there's a, you know, total amount of money available. And so I'm not saying it's going to run out, but I, I think it, it would be wise to um, get into it as, as soon as possible. It's a first come first serve situation, just just like the PPP that a lot of our producers applied for. So, you know, um, don't don't get too antsy, but also use your time wisely and get be efficient and get this done. You know, the application comes out next week. Be engaged in it next week when the application is released. Yes. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Annie. We'll, of course, try our best to bring you um, any updates and information that we receive. We'll have a little bit more information as we receive it on the podcast this Friday. And again, if you have questions, always feel free to call the Western United Dairies office and Rochelle can direct you to your field rep, Anya or Annie. The number there is 209-527-6453. In addition, you can always reach out to myself. I'm Lima at wudairies.com. Darby is D-A-R-B-Y at wudairies.com. And Annie, your email is available to producers as well. Yes, A-N-N-I-E at wudairies.com. Perfect. Well, thanks, Annie. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again on Friday. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. Special thanks to Western United Dairy's 2020 business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, FNR Ag Services, Farm Credit Alliance, Moss Energy Works, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information about how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at woodairies.com. That's I-N-F-O at W-U-D-A-I-R-I-E-S dot com.